So the big question is this. How do married entrepreneurs like us who have decades of business building experience, how do we break through common communication, productivity, and profitability barriers all while living powerfully in sync? That's the big question, and this podcast is the answer. You see, even if just one of you is called to entrepreneurship, the family is called to entrepreneurship. No, the goal is not the almighty dollar. We're aiming for the almighty impact. What's up? This is O.L. and Sway Buckley. Welcome to the Married Preneur Life Podcast. Marriage Marketplace Ministry. Let's go. Hey guys, what's up? So before we go into the actual uh, podcast, we want to let you know that this is the first installment of our Influencer Interview Series. It's going to be amazing. So what you're about to hear is a conversation literally between us and some very good friends. Um, And we wanted to bring them on to bring some amazing golden nuggets to you all. So get ready for all of this goodness that you're about to get. It's Jack and Marshawn Daniels. We'll tell you all about them when you get on the other side, but it's so much content that we don't want you to miss out on anything. So we have decided to divide this in this particular episode into two parts. So let's go. Hey everyone, this is O.L. Buckley. And this is Sway. Of MaryPreneurLife.com. And you are listening to the MaryPreneurLife Podcast. Podcast. This is where we interview and help high-achieving married entrepreneurs uh, to have greater clarity, create more income, and have an amazing impact. And we are super, super duper excited today because we have some of our closest friends here and they are amazing as we are launching out into our in our interview series dealing with influencers so influencer interview series and we have jack and marshawn daniels and the crowd goes wow Ooh. we're gonna put a to big all the applause. people in the back <laughs> all the people in the back <laughs> <laughs> hey guys we're super excited to have you here let me introduce you all really quickly so i'm gonna tell you about marshawn she and i've known each other i feel like our whole lives um mm-hmm. we went to college together and um, she is a reinvention strategist for women and founder of She Profits. Um, she is also um, the, a, a serial entrepreneur, TV personality, and creator of the Godfidence Movement and founder of, as I said before, She Profits, where she helps women turn ideas into income and faith into action. She's also former Miss America finalist, pro sports attorney, and competitor on The, on the Apprentice. She's a graduate of Georgetown University Law Center and is admitted uh, to the Supreme Court. Marshawn is passionate about purpose, manifestation, and entrepreneurship. And so you can join the big Believe Bigger movement over at Marshawn.com. Yes, and I have the distinct privilege of interviewing, or should I say presenting her husband to you all. He has the stellar name, of course. His name is Jack A. Daniels. Uh, he is the, definitely the king of breakthroughs, TV host, celebrity psychotherapist, best-selling author, and storyteller. Jack Daniels is the go-to celebrity psychotherapist for politicians, business execs, entertainers, etc. He's also a TV host, best-selling author of five books, count them, and storytelling Mm -hmm. expert, creator of the (laughs) award-winning women's program, Healing 100 Hearts in 100 Days, and the successful Stay Out of Your Own Way initiative. He's also appeared on BBC, Fox News, WeTV, Bravo, TV One, FYI. CBS, NBC, ABC, Cosmopolitan, Hollywood. All of them. Shall I keep going? (laughs) Whether through award-winning programs, television, speaking, writing, coaching, counseling, Jack Daniels voraciously helps people to maximize their passion, potential, and purpose. Welcome 
Welcome. Mr. Jack Daniels. Welcome, guys. We are so I'm like glad I married him. I'm that was pretty good. I married you. Wow. Yes, I got to read your bio right here. Town, Rolls Royce, Nike. TV, <laughs> Who is this woman? <laughs> This is so awesome. We're thank thank you again for being here, joining us on the Maritpreneur Live podcast, as well as this upcoming um, super media opportunity. We're excited about having you. So we want to dive right in yes. to some questions. We'll be speaking all things marriage, marketplace, and ministry today. So first and foremost, can you tell the people how long have you all been married? I know you have a big day coming up. I was there. We were there. We know that. But let the people know how long will it be? We on... tasted the cake. Right. <laughs> We danced uh, at the reception. I, I'm happy to say it's it's it will be five years. What? That's what I was thinking. Whoa. I was like five years. We've been together seven. Yeah. And married for five years. Eight days away. And it seems like seems I'm, like yesterday. I don't say yesterday. Maybe <laughs> last week. But not <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, we were just talking about how most couples spend less than like four hours around. Four hours yeah. high on the high end, four hours yeah. a day together total. And we spend almost all day together every day. Like people do couples getaways. And for us, we literally feel like we get away every day because we work together, play together, live together, do everything together. Mm-hmm. And so you said in marriage years, that means yeah, so you've been married actually, like 20. Yeah. So it was actually like a study that came out that they were saying how long that you spend time together. And according to the amount of time that we spend together, we've been married over 20 years already. <laughs> so it's like dog years, so to speak. Right. <laughs> we get it. We spend so much time together. It's, yeah. it's. But I think we still respect the fact that we have been married five years. We've made, been very intentional about not trying to be marriage experts. Um, by putting that pressure on us as influencers, we don't use our marriage as our platform because we decided early on, because people wanted us to do that. They wanted us to, be their mentors and we decided to protect the integrity of our marriage by creating roots versus just trying to sell fruit that we hadn't even bloomed yet. That's so good. We didn't know what we were talking about either. We didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not gonna sit here and lie. We didn't know what we was talking about. We didn't know each other well enough. So y'all been y'all been knowing like 1998. Y'all been knowing each other, but we didn't really know each other it's like different. that. So, we want to get to know each other before we ever started telling somebody how they need to get to know each other. No, that makes that's <laughs> no, that's powerful. That's, that's totally totally wise. Definitely wisdom. Absolutely. So five years. Um, happy early anniversary, guys, from to you all. That's amazing. Okay. Yes. I see you wearing the same color that you wore in the wedding. Right? Yes, the blush, the blush. The blush. I'm representing. <laughs> So, so this is a great segue to our next question. Mm-hmm. Um, name for us, and both of you can answer this. One way you've grown in marriage since working together in business? I would say the biggest thing has been um, acceptance. Accepting. Um, so I think as an overachiever and as someone who had a successful business, we independently had successful businesses where we weren't hurting financially. So we didn't come to where we were trying to rescue each other. We were both having successful, happy, independent lives. And for me as overachiever, I'm used to calling the shots, particularly in my company. And so when we started working together, it came out of a place, it was somewhat of a, 
Well, I would say he kind of came in more as a rescue because I had a staff person who literally just quit without any notice and we had just launched a program and I, I was overwhelmed with how we were going to do this. And he kept saying, let me help, let me help, let me help. And he'd been saying this for a while because he could see some of the stress that I had. And for me, I was very nervous about us working together because I'm like, I don't think we should cross pollinate. <laughs> like I know how I am <laughs> as a business owner and I didn't know how that would go. I had had some bad experiences just in past dating relationships where I had made a rule in my head that that is like a line. Just, just leave my life and your life separate lives. And so I had a lot of fear, a lot of distrust. And then I had a lot of I would say boss issues, someone might call it control, but I would say more, I'm used to being the boss. And when you're in a relationship, the people <laughs> who can't hear you don't need to see the face that somebody, just made. I didn't say Whatever. somebody said it. Whatever. You said somebody else said it, I didn't say it. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I think it's just the way you're used to running your life being the decision maker as an independent woman and an independent woman of color. So when he comes in, I had to learn how to make decisions while still honoring the caliber of our relationship as a serious relationship that was headed towards marriage, how to blend all that together. And I have learned a few things. One, that I'm not as necessary to everything as I think I am when it comes to operations, decision-making process, that I have a way of doing things, but it's not the only way. But I think what I've learned about myself as a wife is that I really have learned acceptance that he has a style that is unique, that is God designed, and that is in our marriage and in our business. And so learning how to respect and accept as opposed to, because I think as women, sometimes we want to make men in our own image and what we think they should be. And, and even that we have like a faith-based company with the Godfidence Business School and Godfidence stuff, like the way we, our spiritual language is different. And so I have learned to accept that Jack Daniels is going to give shots of Jack like you would get at the bar. I might be a little bit different. Well, but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that it's not both designed together. So I think I'm still learning, but I've learned acceptance. Yeah. I, okay. I would say bravo to that. I think that was right on point. Definitely. I think the biggest thing that I learned, and I kind of just want to piggyback on the lesson that she actually gave. I think one of the biggest things for me was when we blended, it was trying to understand how to blend because uh, as she, she was saying, like as an independent woman, well, as a man, uh, I already had my thing, right? So it's like, this is the way I do what I do and I do it well. So coming into an organization or a structure or a business uh, as a support, which I think is really, really crucial because I think it's this shift that's happening in America with men and women and like uh, uh, relationships. We've seen it with our company with like women who had this purpose driven thing and guys have to kind of come in and try to figure out how to support best. Not saying that that's their only role, but how do you really figure out what that role looks like? Sure, sure. For so for me, it was more like, okay, uh, number one, swallow the ego, swallow the pride swallow the uh, whatever else is associated with like the machismo and, and, and bravado that comes along with being a man and figure out how you can best provide mm. and problem solve. So those are like two of my greatest tenets, like provide, problem solve, protect. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Like those are, but how do you problem solve the best? How do you provide the best? Because provision isn't necessarily about just financial things. Mm-hmm. It's more about how can you get in and, and figure this out Absolutely. to make her life easier, which was uh, one of my biggest things because when her life's easier, my life, my life gets a whole lot easier too. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, with all the stress and all the things that she was care. I mean, it's like, okay, how do I make this easier? So for me, it was, how do we, how do I make this easier? But then uh, also give up the ego of who it was that I thought I was and who I could be as a result of blending something together. Like she said, we have two totally different styles. Yeah. Not like extreme. They're same, not extreme. I think the same ultimate It's the vision. same goal. Yeah. It's just that the delivery sometimes may come across a different way because they're different, they're different audiences. It's the same audience, but it's speaking to different parts of that audience as a person. So whereas she may be a little more spiritually inclined and serious, uh, the way I've been able to get I would say anointing, he would say potential. Got it. Yeah. Superpower. Yeah. Like, so we just use some different language. Different language, but more more so with like the people that, um, for instance, like somebody who would be struggling with something, I would be more practical about the approach. Mm -hmm. She would talk more about spiritual alignment and I would give you practical action steps that you could actually take. Uh, It may smack you a little bit, uh, it may dig deep into your drawers a little bit. <laughs> I'm gonna get the message across. Right, right, right. Though I have gained more from him. There are things that I thought were too direct, and I was like, "You can't say that to someone." And I remember one day specifically asking, "I was like, you can't say that." And he looked back at me and says, "Why not?" Yeah. Part of the problem is everyone's talking around issues versus getting directly at them. And he's mm-hmm. so his background is in psychotherapy. He's a psychotherapist, had his own practice. And I had to even get used to the idea that he had a practice full of women. And I didn't understand that. I'm like, here's this single guy walking around, just wrote this book called I Need a Wife, wearing an I Need a Wife shirt. All your clients are women. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, okay. And it was, and I actually was very distrustful of of people in general from having come out of a bad relationship, Um, dealing with infidelity, kind of the trauma of finding out that fiance was cheating six days before the wedding. And so when I met him, I, it took some time for me to have eyes to see beyond what was what seemed obvious. Okay, tall, chocolate, successful, um, but I still felt like honestly, I felt like he wants something. They all want something, you know. Especially when you're so the, the the other bad voice I had in my head was, and a lot of times successful women we have this because the only identity we know is our doing and our success. So I thought, just like everybody else, he's going to want this or want that or want. And I remember I watched a video of him one day. I YouTube, I Google, I YouTube yeah, yeah. deep dive him one day. First of all, that's, that's <laughs> cool. <laughs> but even that to even happen in the car, I didn't Google her. I didn't look her up. I do. I wanted to get to know her I, I YouTube him. Person. I think she, I sent y'all his page. So y'all go check him out. All like this research and documentation, yes. and I'm like, I mean, I just wanted to know who you were. I wanted to know who you from were from dinner, yeah. right? <laughs> YouTube. I, I went on YouTube and I watched all of the videos that he had. And here's the reason I'm saying this: is I thought that sometimes when he was being direct, I didn't understand that that was part of his supernatural gift. Sure. I didn't understand 
that he was a, in, that he had a gift around healing. It was when I saw him helping these women with the healing one heart, 100 hearts in a hundred days project oh, yeah, that he yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. And the tears that those women have were not superficial. Right. That was real transformation breakthrough. And I was like, everybody's altar looks different. Mm-hmm. And his, I didn't expect, but I get goosebumps when I think about it. That was the first time that I saw him as beyond who, what people know him. I saw him just, I'll say in a spiritual dimension, I saw that this guy is out here doing God's work. You know, he just yeah. may not yeah. use the same terminology I do. Totally. That's good. No, that's so good. And and some of what you said, we're, we're going to sort of circle back into that in, uh-huh. in, in just a moment. But in keeping with that same thread, how do you all uh, protect the business from encroaching too okay. deeply on the marriage? Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I think that we do is in that when Jack, when we started working together, um, for him, he came in with the understanding that there's a big picture here. I think the big picture draws the day-to-day, drives the day-to-day perspective. So, um, one thing I think is us having an understanding of what our big picture goals are, that we're trying to build something for our family, for legacy. We've talked about our past, our upbringings, dysfunctional relationships that we've seen. And so there are certain things that not just what we want for our marriage, but what we don't want in our marriage. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be overwhelmed and overstressed with work. We don't want to be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. We don't want to, um, we don't want to tiptoe. We don't want to have the stuff that, so I think that is one of the things is just being really constantly in communication about where we do want to go and being aware. I think we've also done a lot of individual work with individual counseling before we met to be more conscious, to be like, Hey, there's certain things that I do not want to repeat with the next generation coming through us. I think, I think a level of openness and vulnerability matters. And I think oftentimes when within the context of a relationship, there's like these little lies that people keep from one another. Uh, and it's not like a, a conscious thing. It's more so a subconscious thing because of fear, because of I don't really want to get into a bad situation by stepping on someone's toes. And I think that with the business, it's more of like, okay, this is what we do. This is not who we are. And to be clear about that is really specific (laughs) and powerful because people get, uh, she just did some thing of talking about drunk on their own anointing or something. And sometimes that, that happens. So when you are, are in business and with this, it's almost like a, a personal brand business, almost mm-hmm. sort of say, uh, when you start believing the hype and start leaving behind uh, how to help one another in the relationship. And it's all about providing resources and not mm-hmm. sticking to the relationship, mm-hmm. then it becomes toxic. Mm-hmm. So. I think that open, honest dialogue of check-ins. Yeah, like we, we, check we just in. we like check in check often. In and I asked him, I said, so, because I was concerned in the beginning because he jumped into something that I had started, yeah. that yeah. it would make him feel resentful. I was concerned from the beginning that resentment would come in. Mm-hmm. It's not in his DNA. Mm-hmm. And it's different, like, most people in your life can somehow become resentful in some way, even if they don't mean to. And I was really cautious about that happening. And I've learned that that's just not who he is. His thing is like, well, for helping people, isn't that the mission? 
Here's, yeah. Yeah. So here's, here's, here's the thing I always say, uh, which was very I wasn't simple. finished. I know, but I want to, I want to, <laughs> I want to clarify what you just said about helping people because yes, my belief system is, uh, and so many people, I, I don't understand how we can live in this world and talk about competition and you're talking about helping people. Yeah. Even when you're Even talking ministry. about ministries and wow. my church is this size, this church is this, like, but you're helping people. Mm-hmm. Like, right, right, helping right, people, yeah. right, right. how can it be a competition? How can it be if we all have the same goal? Yeah. Like, if we all are trying to get more, win more souls to, mm-hmm. to have, like, why do I care if my church is yours? Like, it, like it doesn't make a, it doesn't make but sense. But he would to me. say these things to me that would help me to understand that I had. Uh, if the roles were reversed, maybe I would have been resentful. Mm-hmm. I just was never in that reverse role. So we talk about it. My thing was also, I wanted to make sure that my vision didn't morph his. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I always check in and say, what is it that you want to do? What is it that your goals are? What is it that you'd like to be focused on? He'd be like, I'm good. I like what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, so we talk about the future. We talk about the present. I feel like we do constant check-ins. I don't feel like it's just the job of a man to cover a woman. It's also the job of the woman to cover the man's purpose, destiny, goals, dreams, all of that too. So I'm constantly saying, Hey, giving ideas and also saying, Hey, what is it that you want to do? And where is it that you want to be? I think we've evolved into this place of respect and respect goes a long way. Number one rule for men is respect. Yeah. 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 A lot of people in jail because Mm -hmm. of disrespect. It's true. He disrespects me. But men but want respect. We want respect. Women, Women want consistency. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed that he provided for me from the day, literally the day that we met, is that he was consistent. And I was actually dating somebody else, sort of. Oh, no, no, met. no. Let's be clear. Uh, uh, I she had somebody on the side. That's, let's, let's, she was let's there before you were? Be, so I was the side. <laughs> I was the side too, okay? <laughs> they were both very new, but I hadn't known the other guy very long. But what I would say, what it was like this moment, I remember I was at the gas station and Jack had sent me this really transparent and, gen- and genuine and sweet text message. And I remember being there and God saying, you're about to make a mistake again. Like, it's like red pill, blue pill. Is that what mm-hmm. they say to make? Yeah. I had to stop referencing movies that I don't really remember. Yeah, that's it. If you're going to go this way or that way. And it was so clear that guy was saying, look, this is what, this is like, this is like for, for you to see heart condition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this other guy was so inconsistent, starting to create self-doubt because when a man is inconsistent, it creates self-doubt in a woman. Mm-hmm. And when your people do things that are like passive aggressive and, yeah. um, And we're not actually, if we haven't experienced a genuine, if we haven't experienced a healthy man before, you don't even know that that's quality. What we'll say is, oh, it's too much, or I'm not interested, or it's not my type. And really- Or you'll run. Or you'll run run away. We had a little bit of running. No, no, it wasn't a little bit. We we didn't have nothing. You had your track shoes on, and I had to stick my foot out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I cannot deny this or tell say that this is a lie but if you've never I this was the I wouldn't say the first this was the first time I was I had eyes to be able to perceive a healthy whole man 
in my teenage and early adult years, that was the guy that I would get, would get bored with because he was actually healthy. It was Dre, the bad guy, that would capture your attention. Every woman But here's the thing, even after marriage, you're still <laughs> detoxing. You know what? <laughs> In and out of jail, smoking <laughs> weed. I'm talking about the Drake dreams that I was growing up. Drake comes in all different formats. Drake can be dressed up, wear, rolling in a bins, and have all kinds of dollars too, but still have a, a attitude of entitlement, ego, not service, controlling. Drake can be a lot of different versions, right? Mm-hmm. But I think Sorry. even after marriage, you're still detoxing Drake. And for a man, he's still detoxing. Uh, yo, okay, Keisha. so this is with some Keisha's Keisha. out there. Okay, Keisha. So Keisha. Every, every man had a Keisha, uh, and every woman had a Drake. For those of you who are listening and you cannot see Otis and Consuela, <laughs> Otis know he was nodding in, in agreement of understanding Keisha. The impact and the influence and the dangerousness, dangerousness of Keisha was all on his face. However, I had done my work yeah. to uh, totally detox uh, from Keisha and from everyone. So I, when, I, when I stepped to you, I was ready, literally, because I wasn't looking for a girlfriend. I wasn't looking for uh, a jump off. I wasn't looking for a side. I was looking for a wife, literally. And I wasn't trying to play games with someone who didn't want to be caught. And mm-hmm. we discussed it. And, you know, I don't know. Are we getting off topic now? Because I, I don't think know. We're, no, I think this is good. What this was the question? The question. He's just helping somebody. He says. <laughs> okay. But but the thing that he says, the thing that I would say, for those who are working together and those who are even couples, because we started working together before we were married. It was tough. It was. It was. I wasn't, wasn't sure tough, if that was the right thing to do or challenge. It's a little different when you're blending lives and you already have the same bank account or you're already carrying someone's last name. It's a little different when you yeah. are putting yourself, because we have a very public business, yeah. put yeah. yourself in public when you're not yet married. And we did this in stages. Like the first year we worked, the first time we did an event together, we pretended like we didn't know each other. Like, like we will, well, not that we didn't know, I did. I don't know how to say it. I was nervous because we had all these women and I was like, I don't want to put a relationship out there in front of these women prematurely. So we didn't make announcement that we were dating. Right. They thought me, he was like the cameraman and the MC. And let me tell you how it worked out. It I remember. <laughs> because they thought I was cameraman and the MC. She's like, oh no, we gonna tell them now because they all try to hit on me. And I'm like, now right. I gotta, now I gotta pee not. on them. I gotta mark territory. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> gotta okay. mark territory. The next year we were engaged, and then the year after that we were married. So it was a progression, yeah. and I do think that's wise: is to not in the social media age not to just put everything out there right away. And it gave us some time to understand how to be public together, how to teach, how to be public. We actually work. hid our relation, not we hid it, but we kept it private, private uh, for an entire it. year. Yeah. And so when people Y'all were like, knew, but most people so when people were like. You, you, y'all getting engaged? Like, when y'all start dating? We announced the engagement <laughs> after the engagement. We didn't even, like, live tweet or broadcast nah, the engagement. Nah. It was several months after we were engaged. Probably a whole two months after we were engaged that we announced that we were engaged publicly. But even dating, we were, we were like, private dating. trying to post sure, pictures sure. Yeah. on social media. And, because she had a platform, I had a platform, and 
we just didn't want that to cross pollinate, but also not cross pollinate, but more so interfere with who it is that we, we are becoming, or we were becoming as, as an us, because sometimes you can put yourself on a platform and then people start looking at you. Oh, y'all, the it, yeah. it, it, and for the hashtag, yeah, they kept yeah. calling us relationship goals. And I'm like, nah, nah, we, y'all don't, if you don't know about us, we can't. Right, 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 right. That's right. So that's true. Okay, everyone. So this concludes the part one of this particular episode. So wasn't it amazing, guys? Wasn't it amazing? I'm telling you. (laughs) So just imagine what part two is going to be like. Yes. And before you go over there, if this is your first time listening or maybe you haven't heard this you haven't heard this part before we wanted to make sure that you are aware if you and your spouse are working together or you're desiring to work together and to build together and scale together and put implement amazing systems together but you're not really sure what to do next on how to get to that big vision that god has placed inside of you we have an answer for you we have put together our six years of literally building multiple revenue streams and businesses uh, together we put that in a pdf download for you. So it's called the Maripreneur Map and you can find the link in the show notes here or you can go over to maripreneurmap.com forward slash free gift. Enjoy and we'll see you at part two. Peace. Want more winning tips for your Maripreneur life? If so, then go get your copy of our free Maripreneur Life Quick Start Guide. You can grab your free guide at M as in married, L as in life, quickstart.com. Inside this guide, you'll find our top 15 systems and processes that we've used to grow our multiple businesses as well as help countless Maripreneurs kickstart and scale their vision to lead purposeful and profitable lives. We are Maripreneurs living powerfully in sync and building amazing businesses that shape the future.